Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. I am your host, David Rethemeyer, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Abraham Chin. Abe, this week we are having a conversation with some alumni of our program who are uh, entrepreneurs in a very specialized but uh, very challenging field. Tell us a little bit about what we get to look forward to today. Yes, sir. Welcome to Unbound Pursuits. Today we are talking with some of our real estate people. And as you just mentioned, it's a very uh, unique um, and, and upcoming, I would say, uh, field where there is uh, just fascinating, a lot of risk, but a lot of reward as well. So we talk with Joshua Shee, we talk with Connor Lindy, we talk with Nate Gooden um, in just what they do, uh, how they got into the field they are in, and uh some of their experiences, some of the, again, the nitty gritty of what they do. So yes, it will be very interesting episode for sure. Oh, we're lo- all looking forward to it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome on to the podcast. So glad you guys could join us today. Uh, we are here to talk all about real estate and the different ins and outs and all these different things. But um, let's start with how we know each other. So we are all from different, uh, dare I say, classes or generations of Unbound. So Connor, um, I, I think it's fairly safe to say that you are one of the the older ones. The senior members. <laughs> exactly. So we'll give the honors to you. Uh, tell us about yourself, what you do, and how you know of Unbound. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm Connor Lindy. Uh, I currently work with real estate consultants up in Duluth, Minnesota, and uh, I graduated from Liberty in 2017, which means I started with the Unbound program uh, back around 2014, uh, graduating with a a degree in economics. Um, So that also kind of, if you're tallying these things up, um, I've been out in the workforce for you know roughly seven years and a couple of those i spent in the banking industry Uh, and then i moved to uh, to real estate starting january of 2018. Uh, so now i've been doing it for you know going on uh going into my fourth year and i work i work primarily in residential real estate um and um basically i'm a i'm one of two in my brokerage um so we're a really small brokerage locally owned about that's probably about it um i've done everything from trailer homes to luxury homes uh duluth kind of has it all um i've helped sell properties of tons and tons of land um i've sold things that basically you could reach out your window and touch your neighbor um (laughs) it's it's kind of been everything so um, which is the best part, in my opinion, of real estate, which you might get into more later, but just so much diversity. Um, you're always doing something new. It's always exciting. 100%. So uh, we'll move on to Nate. Tell us a little bit about what you do. And um, yeah, again, how you know about Unbound. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Nate Goodland. I'm from uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, I'm with Ascend Real Estate down here. It's a small brokerage as well. I think there's, uh, I'm one of two full-time agents, and then there's a couple part-timers. 
I got involved with Unbound. I was trying to, I was racking my brain as as you said that that way. Um, I think it was back in 2018 or 19, right out of high school. Uh, I started with the uh, with the program and then uh, started going through Liberty. I honestly, have not finished uh, my bachelor's degree through Liberty yet. Uh, just working through business with that. So got in, started working, and then uh, that got really busy. This uh, it's been a crazy year for real estate. So um, hopefully, going to be yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be finishing it up soon. But yeah, I'm uh. A, a listing specialist basically at our office i kind of handle all the i try to i do most of the uh working with sellers helping people sell their houses and very similar to connor we do everything um a little bit of commercial a little bit of most i do a lot of investment properties working with investors and yeah just big ones small ones a lot of mobile homes in this area as well so we do a lot of that but uh we sell it all awesome good stuff and last definitely not least uh josh so you've been on the show before, and uh, you are no stranger to the podcast or the community. But uh, tell us a little bit about what you do now. Um, before you were on with business, and and you've had experience there, and um, yeah, what's what's up with you right now? So yeah, my name is Josh. She. Um, I started with Unbound in around 2015. Graduated 2018. Um, I work on the lending side of things, so a little bit different than Connor and Nate over here. I make sure that uh, you can afford the house and make sure that uh, we can uh, basically just send you hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to to be able to buy that home and lock you into the biggest amount of debt in your life for the longest period of time um, and hopefully make it a good and easy process, um, even though we basically are like FBI investigators and dig into every aspect of your financial life. So that's pretty much what I do. Yes, we will dive into all these different aspects. And we definitely chose this panel because we wanted to give you guys um, just different perspectives. There is the the lending side and there's like the selling side. And um, we'll get into a lot of these uh, details hopefully very soon. But let's just start with the basics. So as you guys mentioned, um, you've gone through the Unbound program. Part of what is cool about being Unbound is you get to experiment and try different things. Connor, yourself, you said you started with banking and all that. What got you into real estate? How how did you start? And um, what got you interested in the first place? Uh, my mom was in real estate basically the entire the, for the entire duration of um, uh, really childhood through my high school years all the way through college. Uh, and it's something I'd always seen um you know kind of behind the curtain with and and thought it would be a great a great career um the the piece that scared me away from jumping in sooner i think was just um the way that it could fluctuate uh and seeing kind of the way that my mom treated it uh it was very much a second income for my house um growing up and so i you know i just didn't know if that was really my life um but then basically going through unbound doing some time in, in banking, uh, it made me realize like, this is something, uh, that had a lot of the same attributes that I think the unbound program had, which is it's whatever you make of it. If you put in a lot of effort, you're going to get a lot of reward out of it. Uh, if you, you know, if you need to scale back and just do it part time, you can do that. Um, and then, you know, that the minute you want to take it to the next level, um, there are plenty of, 
knobs and levers and, and buttons you can start messing around with to like scale up. Um, and that's super rewarding. Um, it's terrifying at times, but it's also super rewarding um, to the point that thinking about kind of going back to what we as realtors would call a normal job, um, it, it kind of it like starts to suck the life out of me even just thinking about it. So to put it very, very simply, what attracted me, I think, initially was the flexibility. And I saw that as flexibility and schedule primarily. Um, but after having been in it a couple of years now, I think the piece that keeps us around is the flexibility of, of scale. Yeah, that's a really good point. And being able to, to work on different projects and things like that is, is really interesting. Yeah, let, let's uh, get into um, your experiences, Nate and Josh. Nate, you can go first. Um, but again, yeah, like what got you started? Was this something that you started off wanting to um, jump into or what was that like? Yeah, it was, I did not picture myself in real estate, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I've grown up around people that uh, were involved in real estate. You know, my, my dad had some rental properties. I knew some realtors, but it was never something I really thought seriously about until November of 2020. Uh, my now broker, who I had gone to church with, grew up around, uh, he took me out to lunch and said, Hey man, I'm starting my, my own brokerage. He'd been an agent for a while. He's like, I think you, you should get your license. Uh, and, uh, I had not thought about it at all before then, but after he, uh, he took me out and started kind of taking, taking me through what he did. And it was just very attractive to me for a lot of the reasons, uh, Connor list is it's very flexible. Uh, I could do school around it. I could do other things around it. Um, and the really exciting thing to me that, uh, really kind of captured my attention was how much, uh, how much you can do in it. Uh, there's no limit to how much real estate you can sell ever. You, you don't have to go anywhere to find someone who owns a house. Everyone knows property owner. All these people are buying and selling. There's unlimited business. Uh, no matter how many agents there are, there's unlimited business. Uh, and that, that was really exciting to me and, uh, just really kind of inspired me to to get more into it and and just see uh see where it could go so it wasn't something i always grew up thinking i would do uh but uh it happened i got my license and started working in july of 2021 and there you go haven't looked back very cool and we'll touch on again some of the details uh in, in a bit but uh josh i know for you um you've also kind of gone into this world fairly recently. Tell us about that process. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's kind of been almost a year. It'll be a year in July. And so I was, I guess to backtrack, I was working in politics. And so in politics, you're, you're, you're making calls, you're knocking doors, you're, you're doing all the things that you would do in sales and kind of like a realtor. Our job as LOs are really to sell, sell to realtors um, and, and get their business from, from their clients. And so I realized that all the all the weekends that I was putting into to politics, all the all the late nights for events, you know, kind of what Nate and Connor were saying. The more you work, doesn't mean the more you get paid in a traditional nine to five job. Your pay stays the same, um, and so I thought it was really attractive. One for for family. Um, got married, had a kid, and realized that hey, I don't want to I don't want to spend all my life here just working away, even though I love work and miss out on the things that are most important to me. And so I think on, on the side of real estate in general, gives you that freedom, that flexibility to do that. 
and yeah, I just love that for me, at least every day is different. Every property is different. Every buyer is different. And so the days are never the same. It's always interesting. So that's kind of what got me into real estate. Yeah. And just touching on the whole flexibility, I love how that's something all you guys mentioned. Let me just throw this out there. Any one of you guys can jump in and uh, answer this. But yeah, what does um, generally what you guys do look like? Kind of like walk walk me through the process. This is especially for those of us who are unbounders or students who are looking into getting to this field, thinking about the flexibility and all that. Um, what does it practically look like? You know, let's say from the day to day or property to property. I can jump on that. Uh, yeah. So day to day, the the cool thing about being an agent is it it's not a lot is the same. Uh, there's a lot of things that that differ. Every transaction is going to be a little bit different. Uh, but uh, you're going to be doing a lot of paperwork. You're going to be going through a lot of contracts, usually listing agreements. There's uh, there's a lot of paperwork involved in every transaction and. Uh, I'm not at the point yet where I have an assistant or a, a coordinator doing all my paperwork, so uh, I do I do a lot of that. And uh, there's a lot for me. A lot of the business I get is from cold calls and uh, finding people that are trying to sell their house themselves, or people that tried to sell their house uh, a year or two ago and it never sold. Uh, just trying to find, get phone numbers, call them, just try to get a conversation started. Just trying to um, get a relationship started. Uh, and just seeing what their needs are, what their problems are, what their pain points are, and just seeing if we have a solution for them. Uh, so a lot of my day is just getting up, making calls, finding people to call. That's another, that's half of the half of the battle is finding finding people to call, um, and then staying in touch with title companies and with your sellers and with your clients, and uh, just a lot of a lot of time on the phone and a lot of time running around. But uh, yeah, that's 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 usually the the day to day for me. For sure. And uh, Connor, a question for you then. Um, is your experience similar with uh, Nate's or like what, how is it different? And um, a follow-up question I would love to hear from you is with all this, um, what is a, a skill that you feel like you've used a lot with, you know, working with people and, and whether it's selling or finding properties and all these things? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's that's funny you asked that question because it's right where I was going to take it. Um, I would say, yeah, a lot of exactly what Nate said is is exactly how my day looks. Um, it's a lot of, you know, it can be a lot of busy work uh, on one end of the, the spectrum, uh, you know, with the paperwork side. Um, also, you know, say if you're, you're showing houses to prospective buyers, um, that means you're visiting you know, potentially, you know, up to a dozen houses in a week, um, you know, or more uh, per per client. Uh, and so that's just a lot of running around town, um, which is fun in a lot of ways. It, I always tell people that's probably one of the best things about it is you really get to know the area in which you live, um, unlike anybody else, um, because you think about it, so many other people just commute to back to back and forth to work, to church, to kind of the areas that they frequent. Um, but we're all over the place, uh, and it's really pretty cool. And then, yeah, as far as um, as the skills go, uh, I, the longer I'm in real estate, the longer I realize it's sales, sales, sales. Um, and and I want to give kind of a definition for that um, because I think a lot of people think of sales as this talking head, this incessant like 
buy my product, buy my product, right? Um, in real estate, um, it's exactly what Nate said. It's it's a matter of talking to people, getting a conversation started, hearing what their problems are, um, and hearing what motivates them and where they're headed in life, and then being able to say, hey, I have this or that tool that can assist you in that. I can remove this pain and move you toward you know your goal over here. And that's really all we do. Uh, and in fact, I would say we do it on several different levels. So, you know, when you're talking about cold calling, that's exactly how you start these conversations. You know, it's basically, hey, I see you tried to sell your house two years ago and then you quit. What happened? Because no one quits, like, without a reason. And a lot of times that reason is, you know, um, something didn't work out or our plans fell through or somebody dropped the ball. And so then to basically determine, okay, how do we how do we pick up where you left off and take it from there? Um, you know, and, and so in a lot of ways, that's that's your first sale is is to say, hey, you you know, if you work with me, uh, I can take over and I can do the dirty work and I can get you from point A to point B, um, worry free, right, hassle free. Um, and then the second sale is is actually within the field. So, you know, let's say that that person that you just talked to is a seller. They need to sell their home so that they can move south, you know, or go be closer to family or something like that. Okay, so then that's when the second half of your job begins. And that is actually getting that property uh, showing ready, making it really pop. Um, you do a lot of digital work. So, you know, whether it's photos, drone video shots, um, you know, even down to like, building websites for a listing, uh, you know, if it's, if it's something that really, you know, needs to be featured big time. Um, and then, you know, you're marketing it. Uh, and so everything that kind of, when you think of marketing, um, we realtors, we kind of do it, you know, we talk about it with, uh, the people we know, our spheres of influence, we blast it out on email. We send it all over the place on social media. We pay for ads. Um, and then, when you really come down to it, you know, you're doing all of that for one offer for one person to come and buy this, this product, if you will. And so then when that person comes around, then it's, it's sales all over again. You're basically talking to them, you know, and, and, and more people would refer to this as negotiations, but in reality, it's two sides basically trying to get to the same goal, you know? And, and so, um, in a lot of ways, it's trying to sell the other party, on 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 your you know your motivation or your agenda or your plans uh and and to find a, a way that gets gets it all done um and so that's that's really what it boils down to is like it's sales all the time and sales the, the definition of sales in my opinion being having conversations that boil things down to motivation and then figuring out what tools are needed to to get people where they want to go um, and then being able to step in and actually deliver. Um, and so that I would say is, is basically real estate in a nutshell. Um, and then of course, like all the ups and downs and the drama and the, the TV shows are usually based on all that stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the nitty gritties, you know, day in, day out, you know, 200 phone calls where you're, you're just working at that. Uh, and then, and then you get a, one solid conversation. And, and you're looking to meet that guy's needs um, or achieve that person's goals or, or get that, you know, newly married couple into a new house. And that's where it's really feel good.
really TV worthy. Yeah. Long story, long, long answer to a short question, but yeah, it's a lot of things and, and the skills are, are varied. Um, but sales, if you understand sales, the rest, honestly, it's just, you know, it's, it's details, it's fluff. Um, if you can sell and if you can determine what people need and then learn how to, to meet those needs, um, you'll do all right. No, I, I love that detail and, and just how selling is, like you said, um, such a key component where, <clears throat> again, there are many aspects to it. There's so many different skills that go into it, like you said, but um, it does boil down to how you can interact with people and, and communicate. And again, that's something I do think, I dare say that all of us as Unbounders in the past have had to like wrestle through and figure out um, how to communicate. So um, just continuing on that note, um, what would be one selling advice you would give to 2017 Connor starting out uh, to you know help him understand the selling process a little bit better? And Nate, Josh, I'll jump on this question for you guys as well. But Connor, any thoughts first? Um, yeah, I would have some advice and I think it would really boil down to selling isn't about you at all. And I would probably just leave it at that. Um, because like I said, it's really about determining what needs the other person has, uh, and then letting the conversation basically, uh, you know, come back around to how you can help meet those needs. Uh, but so many people just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And, and that's really, I mean, it's not just ineffective. It's also borderline unethical because if you're just trying to sell, you know, say if you're trying to get somebody to sell their home and that would be the worst financial uh, decision for them right in that moment, you could be ruining somebody's life or worse yet, encouraging somebody to buy a home, you know, that, that maybe isn't right for them. Um, could really mess somebody up, you know? And so, yeah, I would just say it's, it's never about you. It's about getting to know the client, um, on a really, really, really deep level. And then, you know, basically learning how to step in and, and help them accomplish what they're looking to accomplish. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Josh, how about you? Uh, what would you say to yourself, um, if you were to kind of, you know, tell him what you've been learning in the past couple years, months and all that. Yeah. I think that my biggest concern coming into to the loan officer side of things, the lending side of things was actually sales because I was like, I'm not really, I'm not a salesperson, right? Cause you think of salespeople as those kind of sleazy dirt bags that are trying to, you know, sell you something that you don't need or don't want. And, you know, you're lying in bed at night and, and just thinking in your head, like, oh my gosh, what have I done? This is the worst decision I've ever made. Um, and I couldn't agree with Connor more. I mean, it's really, I think in a different, a different way to put it is that I've heard and been learning is really, yeah, you're solving people's pain points. And for us, we're solving realtors pain points. Hey, have you been to a closing where one is like, hey, sorry, we didn't run our verification of employment until you know, a week out, we realized they just got laid off from their job or fired from the job. Now the deal can't go through. Um, I was just talking to a realtor today where, where that happened to them. Uh, and so we're, we're solving those, those pain points and trying to create systems for me. Like my day is really 
what are the systems that make sure that nothing falls through the cracks, that everything, again, is a smooth process, that if if there is something that's going to happen, we're going to know about it and we're going to have a, a good explanation to the underwriter to make sure that you have the best case possible to, to buy the home of your dreams. Um, and so selling-wise, I think really just to answer your question, it's I've been learning because I've been on the loan officer's assistant side of things and just jumping into the LO side of things is that, yeah, I mean, my our, my LO, he he's meeting their needs, but really at the end of the day, he's building relationships. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we just... We quit work a little bit early. We, we uh, Here in Colorado, we do a lot of mountain biking. So a lot of the realtors in our area are mountain bikers. So we're out mountain biking with them. We're having a good time. We're creating stories. We're creating memories. We're going golfing, grabbing a beer, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee in the mornings. And so I think that at the end of the day, when I realized, hey, you know what? Selling isn't so much about trying to convince something, convince somebody of the, to buy something or purchase something that they don't need. It's really, it is solving those pain points and creating relationship so that there is the opportunity to then serve um, and serve their clients well. Totally. Totally. Nate, how about you? Um, how has selling been for you? And what have you learned? A lot of the same stuff as uh, Connor and Josh, just realizing that, yeah, you're, you're, you're a problem solver. Uh, if I could uh, talk to myself back in when I was first getting into it, uh, halfway through last year, so it wouldn't be that long ago, but, uh, you know, I would just, uh, I would tell myself that it's going to take time. You know, you're not going to, uh, I was blessed to be able to jump in and, and get stuff started pretty quickly, but, uh, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of your work isn't going to pay off in a month or two months. You know, it's, it's going to take time to, to see those relationships pay off. It, it takes a while, you know, you're going to, you gotta, you're going to put out a lot of value before you start getting it back, but that's how you do it right. Connor, uh, I think, uh, said a little bit about this, but uh, it's not about you. Sales is not about you. Uh, you are not the hero of the story. Uh, I don't know if how many of the listeners have read the story brand, uh, but I had a buddy that worked for them and just uh, he made me read the book several times. Uh, but uh, just remembering you're the guide. They are the hero. You're the guide. You're solving their problems. You're there to help them and position them to succeed. Uh, and the moment you stop doing that is the moment you, you're no longer worth what they're paying you. Uh, and they're going to find someone else that, that can do it better. Uh, so if you position yourself as the guide, you're going to succeed and you're going to help people succeed. Totally. So that's what I would totally. tell myself. Yes. hundred percent. And Hey, I mean, we're not sponsoring anything, but you know, shout out to story brand, Donald Miller. I mean, if you're unbound, you, you really kind of love their stuff. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So Let's let's talk about the experiences. Um, what has been one of the one of the more difficult sells for you guys? Uh, again, this is for anyone. Jump in if you have a story. But what was a difficult sell, and how did you find a way to kind of overcome that? I have fired clients. Uh, man, there are so many crazy people. Sometimes the solution is just firing them, letting them go. Just get out of the get out of the contract. Don't work for them. Uh, we've, I've had some, some crazy people and, uh, some crazy situations, but, uh, I think my favorite was walking through an investment property where the person was a hoarder and, uh, it was literal trash to the ceilings and all, they'd cleared a path where you're walking about on two feet of stacked trash and you're just surrounded. Uh, and there were, there were some, some dead animals in the house. So that was my favorite, but, uh, the solution is <laughs> almost always to just don't work with them. Just move on. Mm. Find another sale. Move on. It's mm. not worth it. Mm. 
I was going to ask you, like, what's your crazy meter? But then you just, like, you know, threw in some, okay, yeah, there were some dead animals. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, there we go. But <laughs> Connor, any any stories? Oh, man. I See, I was going to take it to feel good, like, one of my successes routes. But, I mean, dead animals on the floor, you can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is maybe more in the line of, like, inspiring or or whatever, but, like, I remember it was, I was early, early in the real estate career. Uh, and Nate, I mean, I've been watching you on, on Facebook, like you're killing it, man. Like your first year you've been, you've done a great job, but most realtors in their first year, I think it's like eight out of 10 realtors quit in their first year. They drop out, they can't do it. It's just, it's, it's not for them. So anyway, my first year, I, I just was hounding this lady. Um, she was trying to sell a house. It was a nicer home for the area. Um, and it was clear she needed to leave. Like it was clear she had something she was trying to get to. Um, and she just had it, she had it listed herself. And I just, I just kept following up and I just kept on giving that call and saying like, Hey, how are things going? Like any successes, any offers? Can I help you review offers if you're getting them? Um, but she wasn't, she wasn't getting anything. And so eventually, you know, and when you develop a relationship with people like this, where you're talking to them on a weekly basis, um, asking them the same questions that you asked them last week, um, they start to, you know, they really, and then uh, of course, like, um, uh, you know, I, I provided some paperwork that, that might help her, um, get it sold and things like that. So just adding, adding little bits of pieces of value, um, but eventually you get to that point where you're like, hey, you want to get out of here. And this has taken far longer than you initially planned. Can I help you like get this done? Um, and of course, like we listed it, I marketed it and it sold. And that was my first big listing. Um, I had had some, but they were they were really pretty unremarkable. Um, but yeah, just following up and, and continuing to persist in asking those questions, even when you either feel like you're being a bother or they, you know, seem like they're going to give you the exact same answers they did, you know, the week prior. I mean, that was probably one of my favorite because it was, it was a young version of myself trying to do what was right and actually, actually coming upon it and, and actually doing it and then actually being rewarded for doing it. So that's, that's like the feel good inspirational one, but yeah, I've got some great stories on the disturbing side. Um, <laughs> Go for it. So, um, I think the best, just because it was such like a, a, a one-two kind of punch situation, but we, we showed up to this house to show it and like the door was kicked in. And so we're walking around and we're like, what is going on here? And the place is just totally trashed. Um, and then as we're like, you know, as the, the suspenseful music is basically heightening as we're exploring this house, we turn around and there's this, I kid you not, like half half naked lady standing in the doorway. <laughs> and she's just like, oh yeah, they got busted into last night. <laughs> like what? And it's like, it's negative 20 degrees out. So this lady, she was a neighbor. She came walking over in negative 20 degrees with no pants on and just like a long t-shirt. And she's just like, oh yeah, they got busted into, the cops were called, they're all here, blah, blah, blah. And I just turned to my clients and I'm like, well, I guess we're not buying this one. <laughs> and so it was just, it was great. It was just so dramatic, like the pacing of it all. What, what again, one for the TV shows. I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, people don't really care for the you know the nice nice houses. It's it's the dramatic ones that get attention. So, <laughs> um, Josh, again, very different for you. But what about you? Like, what has it been like working with you know the loan side of things? I I mean I don't see naked ladies walking to my office too often. Um, at least uh, not that I know of. Uh, so I guess that's that's definitely one of the perks. Um, I mean, lending is definitely more on, I mean, we're, we're, we're at our desks. Um, we're not out in those crazy houses. We see pictures of those crazy houses on the appraisal reports, uh, but we, we are not walking in those houses. So um, I think on, on my side of things, really, I, what Nate said, people can be their own, their, their own worst enemy. And you can definitely see that through lending. And I, I think one of the most, the hardest, but also most rewarding was the deal that we were doing. And I mean, this woman, I mean, there was just a lot of stuff that was going on in her life. Her income was all wacky. Her assets were all wacky. Like nothing made sense. And so I really like describing lending. Like it's almost like, it's almost like being a lawyer. You're creating a case because the the big bad underwriter is out there, and they're the ones that stamp that approval. And it's either yes or no. And uh, you can really you can really lose deals or or gain relationships with realtors based off of that. And so it's creating that case to be to say to the underwriter, hey, this is why this person makes sense. Because a lot of the guidelines, I mean, it's the government. The government's making these guidelines that we have to follow, and not all of them make a lot of sense. It's not a lot. It's not logical. Um, but at the end of the day, too, we we walked with this lady. She was all over the place. Documents never got in on time. Like I said, income was all wacky. But kind of putting all the pieces together, building her case to the point of, you know, she didn't really recognize how much work was going on. She it was probably one of the hardest uh, deals that I ever did. I mean, we were getting yelled at on the phone by all parties. Uh, because things were just things that are out of your control were happening. And uh, so, but at the end of the day, we ended up closing the deal. And I don't think anybody, anybody would have thought, none of the realtors thought that the deal was going to close. We ended up closing the deal. It was kind of a miracle. I mean, really just wanted to to have a couple shots at the end of the day. Uh, but it was definitely very rewarding too, because you're, you're at the end, you're helping people get into a home and this is a big deal for them and their families. So it can be hard, but it's also, like I said, very rewarding. Yeah. And it, it is so cool to have the rewarding side where, um, again, it, it, it's a lot of work. It definitely sounds like, you know, a lot to go through on the daily. But yeah, having that basically, again, just going back, I, I, I understand very much, especially on this call, talking with you guys, how this makes for such good TV because there's such a like story going on. So that makes a lot of sense. Um so that being said, a question for you guys. I've been asking the questions. I've been kind of talking about all these things. But what is something or even a question that you wish people would ask you or wish wish people would understand about your role, your, your um, current career? Um, is there something that is often misunderstood or something that you wish uh, people had a bit more understanding when working with you guys? So I guess I'll go back and, and kind of point out the beauty of having a great realtor. Uh, the first time that Jordan and I were buying a house, we were, I mean, Colorado Springs, Colorado in general is like just crazy hot market. I mean, everywhere is kind of a crazy hot market right now. But this was almost three, two and a half years ago, three years ago. And so we were sitting there 
and you know, everybody that you hear and talk to, oh, it's it's a bubble, it's a bubble, it's a bubble. Things are going to crash. Things are going to crash. And I mean, I was one of those people that I was like, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait until things cool off and I can buy a house at a cheaper price. It's been I've been seeing house prices appreciate. It's a little crazy. And my realtor sat me down and said, Josh, like you, you know what's happening with this market? Like you know what's going to happen? Because if you know what's going to happen in the next five years, we're going to make so much money you won't even believe. Tell me, tell me what's happening. And I'm sitting there, you know, as a young kid, just uh, 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 right. I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm just repeating what I've been told by other people. And my realtor walked through with me and said, "Hey, here's the statistics. This is in the Colorado Springs area." Houses are going up in price this much per month. That means that you're losing out for every month you wait. And it was like a couple hundred dollars or something like that. And then, and, and so we were sitting there just looking at all those numbers and going, you know what? Okay, we're going to trust you. This guy had had tons and tons of experience. He was a real estate investor, had been doing this for years and years and years and years. And we're like, we're going to trust you. We're going to go for it. And so now looking back, I mean, if we had waited, we wouldn't have been able to afford our house. It just wouldn't straight up. We couldn't afford it. Um, if we were to go out and try to buy the same thing right now, it'd probably be $120,000 more than what we paid. Um, and so I think my best piece of advice, and on, again, on the lending side of it too, is I hear this the same thing so often. I'm going to wait until rates are going to drop. They're, they're, they're just really high right now. So they're going to drop. I know they're going to drop. And you know what? You really don't know. There's no way to time the market. So trust your realtor, trust your lender. Look at the statistics for your local area because each area is different. Um, and, and really trust trust those numbers more than just what people are telling you, what your grandma is telling you, what, you know, what everybody at church is telling you. So I think that's the one thing I really wish that more people would understand. I'm glad that my realtor convinced me and, and kind of helped me understand. It's mm, a great point. Dang, Nate, I feel like we need to give a commercial for listen to your loan officer now. Now that he's talking, talking that nice for us. I'm just propping you guys up. You know, a good realtor makes a huge difference. I cannot tell you, man. And on my end, it makes a huge difference too. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I mean, and that's, I guess, good advice all the way around is just listen to the experts involved. I would say take time and choose your experts well, you know, so feel free to scrutinize on the front end. Uh, but then once you choose them, once you choose a realtor, once you choose a loan officer, listen to them. Like they've been through this, they know what's going on uh, and they are your advocates. They want the best for you. Uh, so as much as it's fun to kind of listen to, you know, a relative or a friend who maybe bought 20 years ago, like things have just changed. It's just different. You know, even if they bought two years ago, things are changing at such a high rate right now. There's no... There's no guarantee the advice that worked for them is going to work for you. So professionals really, I mean, they're doing it. That's their day job. You know, they know what they're talking about. Um, so, yeah. And then I like your imagery, Josh, of um, of your, your loan officer being your advocate. Um, because I think a lot of people get bogged down when they have to, you know, turn in taxes and sign this and sign that. Um, but to stop and say, hey, you know, they're doing this so that they can take your, like you said, take your case forward to the underwriter, which is just such a great name for the intimidating, uh, you know, person that that is the underwriter. Um, and then, you know, basically plead your case to get you a house like they they should be your best friend, you know, at this point, because they're doing a lot for you. 
Um, so that's, that's what I'd say. I mean, and that's not just to toss it back to you, Josh, but honestly, a good loan officer in your corner, um, whether you're buying your first house or you're buying, you know, a slew of rental properties, you know, one every year, whatever, that if you don't have a good loan officer, you, you're basically, you know, the, the, the endeavor you're undertaking is over before it begins. So that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, just, a, I guess, a, a little bit of a, what I wish people understood. Yeah. Because, I mean, once you get to us, like, it's good. I always tell people, I because I, here's the thing, and this is maybe getting more into the weeds than we need to here. Um, but by the time we're going out to look at houses, you know, if you find the one that you like, you're going to want to make an offer. But if your finances are still all out of whack and you haven't talked to a loan officer and gotten pre-approved, you're only going to experience regret because that house is going to sell and you're going to be basically dead in the water, not able to do anything about it. Um, and so that's why I always tell people, I take people out to look at houses before they're pre-approved, but it's always with that warning. You know, when you look, you find, and when you find, you're going to want to buy. Um, so just make sure that you're ready to do that, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I'm looking for. That's like the the solid... <laughs> stuff so no like that's very much not too much into the weeds that was really cool but yeah i mean nate any thoughts yeah a lot of the a lot of my thoughts are similar to josh and connor's it's uh the first thing i would say to anyone uh looking to buy or sell uh what i would want them to understand about what we do um i, I just want them to understand that it's important to pick the right person uh, everybody has a different energy everybody you know, does things a little bit differently and you just vibe well with different people. And, uh, there's a lot of stuff you won't see until you meet someone face to face. Um, and then there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of the in the weed stuff that you're not going to figure out until you meet someone face to face and really just say, Hey, take me through what I need to do. Uh, cause if you're a first time home buyer, there's a lot of stuff you don't know. You don't know. You're not supposed to go and put $8,000 worth of furniture on a credit card. Uh, you know, the week before your house closes, Josh is shaking his head because I'm sure uh, it happens. People are stupid. They don't know. They don't know. And there's uh, a lot of cases where they don't know what questions to ask. And, um, you know, I would just want people to set up a consult, whether you're buying or selling, set up, don't be afraid to look at different people, go through different agents. Once you pick an agent, stick with them uh, because they're going to be your best friend. They're going to help you through everything. You want to have that trust, that relationship established, but make sure you're you're with the right person that's going to treat you right and is going to do everything ethically and above board and knows what they're doing. Um, and then, and then stick with them and they'll tell you which questions to ask. They'll tell you, Hey, are you pre-approved? Yeah. I personally, I don't show anybody a house unless they're pre-approved because stuff sells so quick, unless they're like my best friend or they, you know, I I know their, their bank statements. It's like, Hey, I'm, it's going to be a waste of our time. I'm not, you know, we're not window shopping here. We gotta, we gotta keep moving. But, um, but there's a lot of stuff that uh, I had no idea about until I, started in real estate and there's a lot of stuff that buyers and sellers have no idea about because they don't work in real estate you know the the advice they got from their their grandpa who who bought the farm for fifteen thousand dollars and traded for a tractor in 1980 it's his advice isn't really relevant anymore you know there's just a lot of stuff they don't know and uh it's just important to to meet with professionals and uh, figure out what questions you need to be asking funny story i'm just going to jump in here nate i had a guy two weeks ago Actually, a lady who was like a week before closing, we we're like, hey, so uh, we uh, went to go call your employer and you no longer work there, huh? And they're like, oh, yeah, 
I, uh, I, I decided to leave my job, switch jobs two weeks ago. I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, didn't think to let us know that uh, you, you were switching jobs and now we're a week out from closing. All right. Thankfully, it was all fine. Like, income was pretty much the same. But, man, people do some crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> Other words that could come out. But, yeah, crazy stuff. This is where Michael comes on and bleeps things out. But... <laughs> Exactly. I need Michael to follow me around all day. He's, he, he would be he would be very busy. Yeah. So on that note, and, and I, I just think it's so fascinating. Um, something that honestly, even I didn't really think about, but it just makes complete sense of how, especially today, the market is moving so fast and, and there's so many changes going on and how you do need um, a solid team. You know, I think that does go for so many things, especially, um, hey, dare I say, post 2020 and everything going on, you know, like the market is just, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of things going on before, but especially now there's so much going on even more. So yeah, let's switch back into uh, the perspective from you guys. Um, one last question I do want to ask is, uh, we, we talked about selling, we talked about just uh, understanding why you need to work with a professional. What would you say to someone, uh, a college student or a young person who is thinking about jumping into uh, the world of real estate right now, um, getting trained, getting their license, all these things, any advice for them uh, as they, again, move into this fast-paced world? Anyone want to go first or I can call on someone? <laughs> Uh, so if you're looking at getting into real estate in particular, I can't speak to anything on the lending side, but if you're looking to get into real estate, um, my biggest piece of advice would be uh, make sure that you are ready to take a bit of a hit financially right away um, because real estate is a game that rewards the long-term players. Uh, and, and I mean this truly in, uh, you know, as a real estate salesperson. Um, obviously, you know, owning real estate, that's true as well. But if you are looking to become a, a realtor, um, helping people buy and sell real estate, more likely than not, your first six months are going to be very hard. And it's going to be a, a matter of doing a lot of work uh, for very little reward. And then, you know, after that, uh, it's kind of a flywheel effect. You'll build momentum. Um, the network that you build, as long as you um, don't massively screw things up, it will be self-sustaining to some extent. Uh, and then it's just basically, you know, with each season that comes, you're going to want to continue building, you know, business in, in strategic ways. Uh, and so that, that kind of brings you back to the, the idea of doing a lot of work, maybe without immediate reward. Um, but yeah, once you get through year one, at least in my experience, you had, you will have a network that you could at least go off of. Uh, and that's enormously helpful uh, for continuing a business. So I would just say that, and that's advice I've given to younger, younger people in my area too, who have asked, um, you know, do I recommend getting into real estate? Um, my answer is yes. If you're prepared for one, a lot of work and two, you know, very little payoff for the first, you know, six months to a year. Uh, and then after that, I mean, you'll find it's, it's really rewarding and really fun. Um, <laughs> so much so that it's hard to go back like to a, a typical career. So, and then I guess just to tack on to that, the, this is my second point would be, you know, don't burn bridges. <laughs> like even if you're in another career right now and you want to get out, like don't do the flashy, quit your job, 
um, by flipping off the boss kind of a thing. Like that person very, very, uh, very easily could be your first client. Um, so don't burn any bridges. It's a relationship business. Uh, it's all about who you know and and um, how well you can assess and, and then meet people's needs. So um, yeah, be prepared for playing the game long term and don't burn any bridges in making that transition. Yeah, see, that is the, the, the TV drama, say, where you don't, again, want to follow. But yeah, no, that's such a great point. Nate, Josh, any thoughts? I can jump in here. Um, go work in politics first, because if you can cold call and talk to people about politics, you can cold call them about buying and selling a house. Or you can cold call realtors to tell them why your 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 you know your your branch your your lending business is the one that they want to go for. So um, I think that definitely set me set me up really well because I was like, oh, you know, this is what I do every day, anyways. Except now I have the potential to you know make a good bit more than what I was making before. It's kind of hard to to talk about because I'm I'm kind of right in that that starting process of going to Nello, right? I've been training, so it's not like I've I've built up this business like Connor or Nate for the the course of years. But I will definitely vouch that the upfront cost is high because I'm in that side of things right now. So it's just like money is just going out the door. And it's going out faster than you know we were expecting a lot, but it was going out faster than even than than I expected. So I mean, hey, is there another source of income in your household? Do you have the reserves? Because, like Connor said, it really is a long game. If you can out, if you can outlast all of your competition and just really work your way through it, I've been giving that advice in my office over and over and over again. Just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. You're gonna ace the test. You're unbound. You've been doing multiple choice questions. I don't know what the real estate exam is like, but man, four multiple choice questions using the same service that uh, DSSTs are on. I was like, man, this is a flashback back to college. So, I mean, as far as that goes, don't worry about that. But yeah, that's what I got. All the answers are on Quizlet. That's what I tell people. Go to Quizlet. Hey. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, uh, for uh, for myself, what I what I tell people, um, Connor and Josh are giving you some very wise advice that uh, I didn't take, and I got kind of lucky. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but uh, when I got into real estate, and I, I was I was 19. Um, there was a, a a bed at my parents' house that I could go to. I had I'd been unemployed for about six months at this point. Uh, when I finally got into the office, I had uh, I had about a thousand dollars in my bank account, and it was kind of do or die for me. And it's like, okay, this is this is gonna be it. Uh, I would definitely recommend, especially for people that have adult real person responsibilities and expenses, that you gotta you gotta take a hard look at what you're gonna be able to do, make a plan. Uh, and yeah, don't go straight into flip off the boss mode. But uh, there is potential in real estate if you're if you're a hard worker, if you know how to make cold calls. I, I I used to door knock and campaign for politicians as well in my younger years, and that uh, that was definitely huge. Uh, if you can just if you have those soft skills and and you're willing to put in a little bit of work, you're going to do well. Um, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Try to become best buddies with that broker or with that top selling agent at. Uh, at any office or get to know agents that are doing really well and learn from them. But uh, there's potential to get in and, um, and, and sell houses pretty quickly, but in a lot of markets it is tough and you have to be ready to play the long game. But uh, there are instances where you can, you can get in and, and do pretty well pretty fast. 
it's just it's one of those markets so uh be prepared uh make that make the right decision but uh if you're in a place where you're younger and you can just kind of uh burn the boats and and just jump in and uh give yourself uh no uh no excuses you have to get it done or else uh if you're young and able to do that do it because this is this is those uh, these are those sink or swim moments uh that can really really get you successful quickly I think the whole do it while you're younger is like, I mean, I had a lot of fears. I always knew that I was interested in running my own business, real estate, that side of things. But man, to be able to jump in at 19, I mean, I kind of wish I'm almost like I'm 24 right now. I wish I was jumping in at 19 versus 24 because, oh yeah, a lot less, you know, no kid to take care of, no wife to take care of, man, I could live in the back of my car for a long time if I needed to, right? My wife's not so hot. I'm living in the back of the car. <laughs> Best time to start was yesterday. Yeah, the younger the better. Um, and it's never, it's definitely never too late. But uh, the more responsibilities you have, the more, the more you have to look out for. I was definitely blessed to, to get in at a time where, uh, yeah, not married and don't have any kids that I know about. But uh, best time is now. Yeah, and I would, I would actually agree with that. Not because I took that route, but because I was, I was kind of on the, the other side. So when I started, we had just gotten married the year before and we were expecting our first kid. Um, and so, you know, in a similar sense, uh, it was a do or die, you know, in that, you know, we, we've got to make ends meet here, you know, but I would, I would agree 100%. If you can start before you have some of those, those, uh, responsibilities. I mean, I just think about if I had started this in high school, I mean, because it's a relationship game, like where I'd be now, it'd be, it, it, it's crazy. It's craziness. So I would even say like, I don't know exactly what age people are, are going to be listening to this, but even if you're finishing up high school, dabbling in some unbound stuff and, you know, working a part-time job, like just start, you know, if you've got rel, I mean, you do have to be over 18 in most states. So like that's one limiter, but um even working as an assistant for a realtor or something like that just getting your feet wet getting familiar with the process and houses and stuff i would i can't recommend it enough you know you're making connections that that could wind up uh proving invaluable later on yeah if i could just say like it's so encouraging uh tying it all back a little bit um as you guys are saying with uh starting young and, and all these different things uh it, it is again about the, the soft skills, as you guys are saying, um, making connections and, and learning to communicate, learning to find motivation for yourself and for people. And dare I say, yeah, that's, that's why we're unbound. That's why we want to jump into this, this mindset and, and be able to uh, live life and find these connections, these real life connections, even as you're hopefully, you know, younger and going through school and all these things. And even if you're not uh, having that unbound spirit, being willing to ask questions and to learn is what can help you get to that place. So what I'm hearing is burn the boats, not the bridges. Is that a good summary? There yeah. you go. That's, that's a tagline right there if ever I've seen one. It's going to be the title. I like that a lot. So thank you guys for being on. Uh, for the listeners, hey guys, I, I hope this has at least interested you in into this whole world of real estate and the potential there as we close out so each of you guys 30 seconds shout out um your agency what you guys are 
you know, where you, people can find you guys or where people can get more information about what you do. We'll go from Connor, Nate, and then Josh. How's that? So 30 seconds, shout out whatever you want. Sweet. Yeah, mine's pretty simple. Connor, Lindy, uh, basically everywhere, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, website. Um, you can see what we're doing. Um, really happy that we got to do this. It was fun to see you all again, and hopefully it was valuable to you guys. Yeah, uh, Nate Goodland, I'm with Ascend Real Estate. Uh, I know everyone's wanting to move to Fort Smith, Arkansas, so you can find me on Facebook or um, you know, our website should be up shortly but uh but yeah for any of the unbound students that are interested or if there's any interest in investments or real estate or wholesale any of that uh, i would love to make connections uh feel free to hit me up on on facebook on instagram uh i'd love to love to start some conversations and see if we can help so i'm gonna have to hit you up my brother and i are looking for uh another investment property so uh maybe we'll give you a call nate do it, heck, Connor, too. Um, yeah, my name is Josh. I work for Primary Residential Mortgage. We're out in Colorado, so Colorado Springs area, Woodland Park. We have two offices. Uh, we're small, locally owned, so about six employees altogether. And actually, we are hiring. So since I've gotten my license here, um, you'll be working with me and, and then my other buddy, Kevin. So we're hiring a loan coordinator. So if you want to move to beautiful Colorado, we got a, we got a job for you. You can... Find me Facebook, Instagram. Um, heck, just shoot me a text, 978-389-1439. Let me know if you're interested. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, let me just say, um, having the great privilege of knowing all you guys actually as Ambanders and friends, if you need any motivation to check out their social media and their websites, do it. They have some good stuff. I mean, my man Connor, the most well-dressed Ambander out there, okay? Just... Go on his Instagram just to look at the drip, just to kind of take notes, okay? We got Nate. He is one like one of the best ultimate players, so just like sports in general, okay? So there's that. And then Josh, I mean, one of the most adventurous guys I know, okay? <laughs> A lot of you guys know Josh as well. Uh, again, if Connor has some of the cutest boys in Unbound, I would definitely say Josh has the cutest daughter. So, I mean, there's that. Just saying. <laughs> um, but <I'll> take guys <laughs> thank you so much for being on thank you for taking time to share a little bit about your world and what you've been learning and how uh, all this comes together for what you guys do um, it's always good to be talking about these things and again guys go look at their uh, information their socials it's all going to be linked in the show notes below and yeah, it's good to see you guys. We will see you around. Thank you so much, Abe. And thanks to everyone who's uh, producing this. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Michael. <laughs> Make me sound good, buddy. All right. Well, that was a very informative conversation. I know that I learned a lot. And uh, Abe, I think something that uh, we talk about a lot in Unbound that I think we notice in this conversation is that... Uh, it really is just about the soft skills is that there are certainly a lot of very specific pieces of knowledge that you need, but ultimately what will make or break your success is really just soft skills like communication, like leadership, like being able to, as we talk about all the time, quickly and effectively master complicated information. 
Exactly. And David, I mean, hearing this conversation, uh, we've done a couple of Unbound Pursuits episodes. And the thing that's hit me so far, uh, we're here in season four, is how pretty much every single career field or occupation, um, all the way from the EMT, EMS episode we did to the musicians episode recently to this one. In the end, it re- again, like you said, it really is about those so- uh, soft skills, those those core things that we learn, whether it's communication or working with people. Um, and I always feel like, oh, I, I really relate as a media person. And so I think that's so cool to see how that is why we do what we do at Unbound. Um, yes, the academics, the learning is important, but we want to, like you said, teach you how to learn, how to master information quickly, how to uh, work with people and, and gain leadership skills and all that. Absolutely. And that is exactly the objective of our Ascend program. Ascend is Unbound's higher education program that the goal is You will get a bachelor's degree at the end of it, but that's not the main benefit. The main benefit is that it is a leadership, real-life, practical skills-based program that teaches you skills that are immediately applicable and that are uh, things that will carry over in just about any area of life. It is a higher education program that is truly designed for you to use is designed to be used in everyday life. So if you would like to learn more about Ascend and all of the amazing things that are involved in it, be sure to check out uh, on our website, beunbound.us slash Ascend. Don't just settle for a degree these days. I mean, David, you can get a degree online (laughs) anywhere for a lot of money, a lot of debt. But it is so much more important to get your degree, get your education, but find ways to truly use it, find ways to live life. Uh, if you're not fully ready for college yet, we have the Navigate course. Navigate is all about asking big questions. In life, we have to make decisions. Often there are the big decisions of what job should I take? Uh, what major should I take? What, uh, you know, what job or career field uh, should I look into? And that can be daunting. So Navigate is designed as a course for young people, um, high schoolers, college, really anyone of any age. If you're uh, asking these big questions, we have to look at the way we think about these questions and um, how to approach life, really. Again, if you're interested, if you want to check out a little bit of what Unbound is about, this course might be for you. Go to beunbound.us slash navigate. Again, beunbound.us slash navigate. So we very much appreciate you all sticking around and joining us for this episode. This has been uh, and one of our three different series that we have here on the Be Unbound podcast. Uh, this series, Pursuits, is where we sit down and have conversations with some of our alumni who have gone through the program and are applying the things that they've learned in the real world. We also have our Unbound Talks series where uh, our CEO and some of our staff really dive into our education 
educational philosophy, our series on uh, Ask, Understand, Do, and Live. Very, very worthwhile if you want to learn more about how we deliver these real-life skills in an education system. And last but certainly not least, we have our series Unbound Conversations, where we sit down with uh, special guests who are potentially a little bit outside of Unbound, but give a unique and special perspective on some of the things that we talk about here. So thank you all so much for joining in and listening. And as always, be Unbound.